0: Scouts. Box Box, cutters. Box, cutters. Box,
1: cutters.
0: Box
2: cutters. Aww. Welcome to Box Cutter's episode 14. <gasps> what a great show we have for you today. My name is Josh Canal. sitting to I didn't bring my compass. Ah, oh, you forgot. S- sitting to my left, Ross McQueen. To the
0: east. How you doing? And east nor east. That voice. And, and to the east-southeast,
1: Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. My special, very special intro was, of course, in memory of Joey. It's apparently gone into hiatus. Oh, really? No more Joey, apparently. But, but hiatus is just a break. It's coming back. Oh you'd believe anything, Brett. <laughs>
0: Brett, if, well, some, if someone well, takes—is hi- it euphemistically hiatusing? <laughs> if it takes, uh, I thought we might have had some tribute to Pat Morita.
2: <laughs> well, I was gonna, you know what, last week I had it all prepared Ah, Grasshopper And I, I was gonna bring in, he never called anybody Grasshopper No, oh, no. it's just the whole karate thing <laughs> Last week I was gonna bring in uh, the, the song from Karate Kid 2 Which oh. was uh, done by, what's his name, from that terrible band Chicago Anyone remember his name? No, no. I didn't know. Question one: in Quiz.
1: <laughs> <laughs> who is the terrible guy from Chicago who sang the the
2: lead singer of or the, the one time lead singer of Chicago and mm. uh, and he sang the the theme to Karate Kid too?
1: I thought you were gonna. I thought it was going to be the Karate Kid who'd sung the song. What was his name? Uh, Ralph Macchio. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking maybe Ralph Macchio. Ralph right.
2: Macchio, who makes an excellent guest appearance in an episode of Entourage. Oh, okay. In okay. Uh, I think season two. <laughs> right. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes, it's very good uh,
2: No, no, I don't have Ralph Macchio sing that song <laughs> Now I really <laughs> wish I did I really, really wish I did So yeah, here's, here's to Absent Friends, uh, Pat Morita and also Joey yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Joey's still got... Joey's what, been, what,
0: what do you mean? I, <laughs> it's gone into a hiatus. Are they really shy about saying it's axed
1: if it's axed? Yeah. They really? Are. They are. There are very few shows... Uh, hiatus is a particularly American term. I don't think Australian shows tend to go on hiatus. Uh, but good, good Guys, Bad Guys is still on hiatus. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. okay. Stingers? No, they just... MDA was. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm. That's true. Stingers wasn't, wasn't? They just said, that's it.
0: No, well, having spoken to some of the cast, they, they've they been told not to absolutely rule out the possibility that it might be back.
1: Oh, really? Oh, okay,
0: okay.
2: But they but,
1: also shouldn't absolutely rule out any other
2: work that might come along in the meantime. <laughs>
1: yeah, but generally I think in the States when things go on hiatus, that's a, a nice way of saying it ain't coming back. But don't worry, Joey fans... Uh, if you're in Australia, we're still less than halfway through season one, so I'm sure there's still plenty of Joey to come. I'm sure thank, we're going to...
2: S- we, w- thank <laughs> the powers that be. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure
0: we're ever going to get to the end of it, because there's far too much Super Nanny. Uh, that's true. Is there, that's
2: uh, true. And is, is there more two and a half men to come, Ross?
1: Oh, I'm sure there is. I, I'm not up. I'm not at that au fait with Two and a Half Men, but uh, I I have a feeling men. we'll be we'll be living through Two and a Half Men for a long time. Oh, bless them,
2: <laughs> really, really bless them. This week on uh, Box Cutters, we've got some news. Yes, we've also
1: got last week. Yes, new segment. Just talk about the week that was on the box because it was a big week in television.
2: It was a, there was you know for for no ratings.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. a huge week in television.
2: Definitely, definitely. So we'll be talking about uh, some of the highlights of that. Ross you've got I don't buy it. A
1: very special kind of different I don't buy
2: it this week. And uh, I'm going to talk about an old show called The Prisoner which I came across during the week. Fantastic show. And then we'll talk about some new shows. Yes. And then we'll finish it up. In fact, you know what? I'm ready to go now. <laughs> News in from Washington Oh I'm guessing this is Washington DC In a bid to head off a government crackdown on television indecency Top TV and cable industry executives met Monday to discuss ways to improve TV's decade-old rating system Now, I thought this was about getting rid of the sweeps Which I've been, you know, harking on about for the last few weeks Mm -hmm. Because since finding out what they're all about I'm angry Yep (laughs) Before then, didn't care Now, angry (laughs) Uh, but no, this is actually about uh, shows containing sex, violence, and profanity. Uh, there was an open forum on decency last week, and uh, uh, there's a threat to uh, pass legislation to crack down on television indecency unless the industry polices itself better.
0: Now, surely this isn't talking about uh, your network TV stations over in the States because you actually don't get to see. Anything at all? I assume it's uh, more along the lines of HBO. That sort of material. It's actually, I think they can only talk about
2: uh, indecency on free-to-air TV. And if you think, well, it,
0: how much cleaner can they get? I mean, they can't <laughs> say tits. Well, think back to. But
2: bitch and piss is fine. Yeah, it's, I don't <laughs> wank, not a problem. Ass, sometimes, sometimes not. I don't know what rule that is. <laughs> But really, sometimes they can, and sometimes they can't. Dumbass, they can, but I kicked him in the ass, they can't. Ah. Well, that's, which is that's donkey abuse. Which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but remember the whole thing with Janet Jackson's nipple? Yeah, nipple and gate. Nipple gate. That was, uh, that was on free-to-air, and, mm-hmm. you know, can't show a nipple. All mm. of this sort of stuff, and I think, you know, a, a lot of it started creeping in when Stephen Botchko first showed Detective Sipowitz's ass in NYPD Blue, yep. and people went, well, that's quite indecent. <laughs> that, was, that was for a doctor's appointment, though, wasn't it? No, it was getting in the shower. Okay. Lots of getting in the shower on Stephen Bochco shows for some reason. So they
1: could show his ass, but no one was allowed to kick him in the ass. Is that what you're saying? <gasps> nobody was allowed to say they were going say to, kick him, were going to kick him in the ass. I think no, nobody <laughs> could they say could that they could actually do it. it. Violence is fine. fine. Yeah.
2: <laughs> they could show his ass, but nobody could say that they saw his arse. Ah, I, I, I think I it's I actually about gossip. Right, <laughs> I think that that's what that that's about. So you know, here's to look. Here's to prudishness.
1: <laughs> Huge news in Melbourne this week, or well, out of Melbourne and Sydney this week with uh, a current affair announcing that they're going to have a holiday for the first time. A current affair
2: on hiatus. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yes. No, I think no, no, it, it's I, only four weeks. Yeah, I think it's just a holiday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, which is very interesting. I actually thought we were going to have a, a major scoop <laughs> earlier in the week when I found this out, and then of course the guide broke it, yeah, and then the green guide the broke week. it straight after that. So yeah. we're <laughs> not quite the scoop I was hoping for, but very interesting nonetheless.
0: Did you hear hear anything about any reasons behind that? Money so is it. Money, money, so it's money. just budgetary. Yeah,
1: it's just budgetary, is is what I hear. And it's
0: nothing about wanting to have, have a bit of punctuation between, well, with Ray Martin leaving and apparently Tracy Grimshaw going in to take his position which, and Ray Martin going to be uh, the senior network reporter for the Nine yeah, Network, which yeah. will
1: probably uh, see him back on... 60 minutes. Yeah, and that's very interesting too because that obviously means uh, Tracy won't be doing that and the Today Show in the morning. No, and Today Show is uh, very hard for them to feel. They're, they're yeah, yeah. having a lot of problems uh, and coming up with someone. And she wasn't the one they were going to replace off the Today Show, apparently. They're paying Bert Newton 500 grand. Yes. Put him on the Today Show. <laughs> well,
2: he goes from Good Morning Australia to Today. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't have any argument <laughs> with that. Uh, um, Ellen Fanning is uh, is replacing Ray for the next two weeks. Two weeks,
1: yeah, which is a very kind of <laughs> kind of short appointment. I would have thought it's it's a it's a
2: little bit of sniff the glove, isn't it? It is, and then get out of here. Yeah, uh, and apparently they're coming back mid January with a brand spanking new ACA.
1: Yeah, they're retooling it completely and the without e- dots. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> See, I never thought the dots were a big part oh. of ACA. But uh, interestingly, with that, um, they're coming back January 16, which is one month after they leave. But Seven are also trying to bring out all the big guns on, on that day. Seven are running today, tonight, right through. They're not, they're mm-hmm. not having a holiday or a hiatus for that. Um, but Naomi, is she doing it? No, no, like- she is. Somebody, else is. somebody else is filling in. But apparently, everybody's coming back on board January 16. Um, they're bringing back home and away. And that's, of course, the day that the tennis starts. So, I think that Channel 9 will still be having the summer newsreader, Don't whoever it is, and Channel 7 are trying to bring back everybody and trying to start the year off from there.
0: I thought 7 broadcast tennis. Yeah, they do. They do, but tennis isn't on. So, how are they on... going to fit everything else in? Well, tennis
2: isn't on until... Oh, sorry, until... Just,
1: just news, current affair and home in a way, okay. not, not like all their regular shows. Yeah, no headland. <laughs> <laughs> Which is going so well. Yeah, apparently, it. <laughs>
2: apparently it's lost half its audience already. Yeah, also is my understanding. I
1: think uh, yeah, it'll be a very interesting year for news and current affairs uh, this next year, and I think it'll kind of sort things out a little bit. I did read a rumor on the internet that they were thinking of maybe Channel Nine were thinking of doing a news current affair hour. Now I don't know what that would entail, but as in not having, not uh, having eyewitness news. I don't know, not calling them separate shows, having them as one show, but apparently that's just a rumour and probably won't happen. But it'll be very interesting to see if 7 can make up even more ground, and especially with the whole BERT thing, see if BERT can help them with a better lead-in, and yeah, it'll be very interesting.
0: So it's- Channel 9 have uh, difficulties with that, the BERT slot, the 5.30 slot, because up in Brisbane it's not actually available. They show news up there. Oh, um, okay. Which is a problem, because kind of, of nationally, with because advertisers. Because of the cows, oh, getting I advertisers think. on. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure that Bert's going to be able to knock Andrew Keefe off. I, I have very little doubt that he won't be able to knock. Today would be such a better, so much of a better idea. And, yeah, and, and, and this so. is,
2: you know, and why aren't I getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to be a network executive? Clearly, mm. I've got the ideas. Yep. Come on, bring yep. me on board. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. I'll wear that suit. Not a problem. <laughs> Apple are bolstering television offerings. They've they've got more for yes. their iTunes Music Store. Uh, all of it still, $1.99 per episode or per clip. US? Yeah, that's US. Or per clip. Or per clip. And this is only available on the iTunes US Store, as far as I understand. Yes, Apple Australia oh no. are
0: yet to make
1: an announcement about when it's going to happen. Okay. So, if it's like the... Regular Apple store, it'll take a while, like the iTunes store. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get it sometime well, well, in 2007. Hang on <laughs> for a moment. Continue,
2: judge. Well, uh, there are a number of television shows from NBC, the Sci-Fi Channel and uh, USA Channel to the iTunes Music Store, uh, including Law & Order, The Office, Surface, which I might want to talk about a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Stinker. And, <laughs> oh, I just did talk about it. Uh, Jay Leno Show, Conan... Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Now, I'm wondering if this is the original episodes of Alfred Hitchcock Presents or the terrible remade episodes that they Alfred had in the died. 80s. Oh, okay. Where they colorized all of his introductions and then had newly produced segments. Ah, oh, really? Uh, so, th- that will be interesting. Because I got really excited when Channel 31 in Melbourne started showing Alfred Hitchcock Presents. But they were showing that version mm, and right. not the good version. Yes. Yeah. The good version is amazing mm. the bad version not so good on also the other amazing. hand twilight <laughs> zone they could play either ones okay yeah because they're all about nuclear war <laughs> 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 One of my favourite things About Twilight Zone
1: Is uh, Is The Scary Door yeah. On Futurama <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll have to bring that in And play that next week That's very funny The Scary Door
0: Speaking about iTunes And uh, video available online The 7 Network has revealed It will expand distribution Of Australian TV programs Such as Home and Away Blue Heelers And Dancing with the Stars To the internet Portable media devices And mobile phones By the middle of next year So oh. maybe that's A bit of an indication About when Australian iTunes store Is going to uh, Get yeah. some video content
2: okay. Or uh, Channel 7 going to do on their own. I mean, they they're not with, they're
0: not connected to AOL anymore, are they? No idea, no idea. No, um, not. But I, I couldn't no. imagine Channel Seven setting up their own de- IT departments uh, to to oversee all that. If there's if there's infrastructure there already that they can set up a deal with Apple, why wouldn't yep. they?
1: That, yeah, that would seem to make sense. It, it would cost them heaps to. Yeah. Do well, that's yeah, own. that's that's true. Oh, I can't wait to be on the train going to my job, watching Dancing with the Stars on my phone. Mm.
2: Uh, I wouldn't use it for Dancing with the Stars. You wouldn't? No, 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 no. Okay. No. You'd I'd use m- it for Headland. I'd yeah. much <laughs> rather use it for Home and Wayne and Headland. Shove yeah. them together. <laughs> to see if
1: I could tell them apart. <laughs> good news, everybody. Futurama. <laughs> what have you got, Professor? <laughs> Futurama. I have some, yeah, two bits of good news about Futurama. Firstly... Channel 10 did play them in the right order. They didn't skip an episode, so they get this week's Uncrap TV Award. Ah! Not only that... You can come and collect that from us. Yes. (laughs) Not only that, they're now screening two nights a week. Futurama is on 8 o'clock on Wednesday nights and 8 o'clock on Friday nights. Ooh. Yeah, so that's, that's a bit of good news for us Futurama fans out there. Who already have it all on DVD. Who already have it all on DVD, but there's something nice about watching it, you know, watching it on TV. And
2: you know what? There's a warm, fuzzy feeling you get from knowing that there are other people who don't own the DVD. Yeah. Who
1: can, who can start to love it. Who are experiencing it for the first time. And people out there going, oh, that's why he called his kid Fry. <laughs> <laughs> for, those, um, for, the, for those who don't know, Ross's son's middle name is Fry. Is Fry. Is Fry. <laughs> yes. And I've tried to get him to watch his namesake, but he doesn't seem very interested. Maybe when he's over, sort of seven, eight weeks old, (laughs) he'll show some interest. Maybe that'll help. Yes. Uh, Maybe maybe if there there were more boobs (laughs) on Futurama. (laughs) Maybe. Um, (laughs) Next, um, Interestingly, next Wednesday is uh, the first episode featuring Zap Brannigan. Zap (gasps) Brannigan, of course. Starship Captain Extraordinaire One of the great oh. One of the great Futurama characters And,
2: so. and that, that episode Is such a great introduction To that character as well Yep, definitely And, definitely. Uh, and also what, Kerf? What's his name? Kiff, 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 Kif, Kif. Kif. Kif uh, is one That's of my favourite characters Kif. On mm. television Yeah just, just genius So I look forward to that when, Sorry, when's that? Next Wednesday? That one's next Wednesday But yeah, you can catch Futurama Two nights a week Oh, good on them hmm. Hey, who remembers Dana Delaney?
1: Yes, she was uh Sailor Century. No, woman. no, that was Delvin Delaney.
2: Ah, oh, <laughs> nuts. <laughs> so clearly, neither of you. No. China no. Beach. Yes, that's right. She's in China Beach. And, uh, you know, she was quite sexy then. I wonder what she's like now. She's uh, set to star in NBC's drama, p- drama pilot Kidnapped. Oh. Uh, which is uh, coming from Sony Pictures t- Television. Uh, Linus Roach, a whole bunch of people that I haven't heard except for Delroy Lindo, oh, yeah. who, you know, appears in... Everything. Uh, And uh, it's described as a blend of suspense, thriller and family drama. So my guess it's not necessarily... Oh, sorry. And it revolves around a wealthy New York family whose 15-year-old son is kidnapped. So not the Robert Louis Stevenson
0: adaptation that I was thinking of. Oh. Hey, uh, who remembers Clive Robertson? Oh, I, mean. I do. He's set to return to TV screens next year. He's fantastic uh, hosting a weekly program on the ABC called Togetherness, which takes a look at couples whose partnership is in a pickle and in need of some TLC. Uh, who get on board with Robertson and a panel of experts.
1: Oh, okay. Is
2: is he
0: still married to Penny? What's her name? Cook Penny Cook. I don't know.
2: I'm not sure. I know that he was. I I remember she she used to do ads for. Uh, for Exil Pet. Yes. And for some reason... Because she was a vet. On TV. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> and the ads were on TV, yes? Yes. <laughs> it all makes perfect sense.
2: Oh. I, you know what? I'd never work that out until, until you just told me. Oh. Never work that out. Okay. Uh, and the story I was going to tell, probably a, a little bit uh, defamatory. So... <laughs> Probably best that, that I didn't continue. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to hear that <laughs> off here. More small television news. Oh, excellent. As TV gets smaller and smaller and smaller, uh, Vodafone in the UK and also in Sweden are uh, going to be uh, releasing more, uh, more shows for their 3G network over there. So, I think at the moment in Australia, you can already watch South Park and 24 and... Mm. Cricket, uh, cricket's on three. Oh, okay. Yep. So you can watch the you can watch the cricket on three. You can also watch Rage on three. Oh, cool. Which is uh, interesting. And yeah, you can watch South Park and Twenty Four uh, in Australia. So if they're doing that in the UK, UK is usually about six months ahead of us with uh, with launching these things. So mm-hmm. uh, probably it's going to be a lot more that you can see on your three G phone
0: television wise coming soon. Still, I don't understand why you'd bother. No, I don't buy it. Postage stamp, yep. Uh, just very quickly, you, you I, could have the cricket wherever you go. It would be great uh, if we could get uh, possibly some listener feedback to confirm or deny this. And hooray at boxcutters dot net. There's a rumor going around that Agro and Agro's cartoon connection will make a return to Seven in two thousand and six
2: with Anne Marie.
0: Oh, really. Maybe not with Anne Marie. She's doing some other media work, I hear.
2: Is she? What's she doing? Not sure.
0: Up in Brisbane somewhere.
2: That's interesting news, though. Mm, It
1: is. is. They did play a lot of aggro on that appalling seven good blokes (laughs) and wankers or whatever. (laughs) Frankly, he should (laughs) have posted it. (laughs) Yeah, he should (laughs) have.
0: He (laughs) should have been much, much better than Tony Squire. (laughs) Well, aggro
2: for a long time was the best talent that Channel 7 had.
0: Uh, For a long time?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I suspect he still might be. (laughs) Well, you know, they don't have him
2: at the moment. And, uh, And aggro had. The most popular radio show in uh, in, in Brisbane. Radio show? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I can't work it out either. A puppet on radio. Yeah. But apparently, did the, the guy, most popu- he had a, a breakfast radio show in Brisbane. Did the guy sit under the
1: desk of, in the radio studio <laughs>
2: the whole time? Yeah, what are you listen- talking about? Agro's real. Oh. All <laughs> oh, right, sorry. I've listened to the show, and yes, he did. <laughs> how am I supposed to know? All I know is that Agro was doing Aggro was doing breakfast radio for a few years, and, and not the guy, not the fat guy who, who, who sticks his hand up, Agro. Actually, Agro. <laughs> it's bizarre. But uh, yes, so that's good news. I, yeah. I'll, I'll be glad to see him back, because he's really one of, the, uh, one of the funniest characters on Australian TV, and, and uh, as far as hosting goes, he knows how to do it. Yeah. He does indeed And that's the Boxcutters news
1: Man there's some really bad radio shows on But you know they're really really bad
2: When they have to be a podcast That like absolutely no Not even the shittiest community radio station In the world and play them And they have to do a podcast Helen oh, Hi I'm John Safran And you're listening to Box Cutters. It's a podcast
1: where all the winners are <laughs> <laughs> Now just last week when we were in the studio just putting last week's show to bed after that great interview with John Saffron and all that kind of thing. What
2: a superstar.
1: He was, he was great. There was a very special This Is Your Life going to air on Channel Nine. Oh Yes. Do you do you
0: advertising.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do either of you know who this happened to be mm. for? Well you know what I was
2: trying to guess because you know that, that's one of the great games that I love to play from my couch yep. and there are very few that I can.
0: But that actually means that you, you have to tune in to find out if you're right no, or not. No,
2: no no, it doesn't because my, <laughs> my parents watch it so I just ask them okay, <laughs> later on. Uh, so I, I like to try to guess from the, from the ad I, I do who the it's going to be. I do the same. It's a fun game. And
1: seeing John Travolta. Yeah, you see, see, thought, wow. John Travolta,
2: and you see someone's turned 85, and you see Dame Edna Everidge. yeah, And uh, who else was. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman was on the ad. Uh, so, you know, some really big stars, and someone turning 85. And yeah. I thought, you know, maybe it's Stuart Wagstaff?
1: Mm.
2: Maybe, you know, who could it be? Mm. Who could it be? Who indeed? Qantas. Bloody <laughs> hell. <laughs> I I could not believe that when I heard no. it. What? It's just an ad. It's just
1: ridiculous. It's it's beyond ridiculous. I mean, what's next? Are they going to do Uluru, or perhaps <laughs> he could take the red book up to Vegemite and say, <laughs> "This is your life, Vegemite." Yeah, well done, Vegemite. Or the Hills Hoist, possibly. I mean, this this is just ridiculous. And I know Channel Nine love the This Is Your Life format, and I know they're desperate to find Mike Munro work of some sort in the network, but perhaps it's time they retired the Red Book. What do you say?
2: It's, you know what? I don't, think, I don't think it's necessarily time that they retired the Red Book. Just I think down for a
1: rest like they did after Roger Clemson. Ev- Hiatus.
2: Hmm. Everyone, I, everyone I know who watches This Is Your Life watches it regularly and loves it. Well, clearly they're out of people. No, if, they, if, they're doing, if they're doing Qantas, they're I out of people. I don't think they are. Was I it think- just graft? I think that yeah, I think they're just grabbing for money. Really? That's that's the way I saw it. Oh, okay. That you know, especially with all of this stuff that's come up in channel nine this week, that they're just looking for money whichever way they can find it. And well, you know, who's the who's the person with the the least integrity who's likely to be able to do something like this? Mike Munro, excellent, <laughs> we'll put it on This Is Your Life. and So, so what you're telling us he is... He didn't have
1: anything to do for summer, so... What you're telling us is we can expect This Is Your Life, Louis the Fly, for example.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Really? I and then you have the guy who played Ted Bullpit coming on, talking about how he was the voice of Louis the Fly for so many years, uh, wasn't it wonderful, blah, 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 blah. They give the book to the fly and then everyone's happy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which squishes <laughs> Louis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you see, I had a, I, Yeah, I had a slightly different take. I just thought... They're out of ideas. They're out of people and they should just leave it 10, 15 years, wait until we build up a few more celebrities that they can do it and then just wheel, wheel, wheel Mike Munro back out and have him with the Red book.
2: But, you know, a lot of the people who watch This Is Your Life aren't necessarily going to remember who they did five years ago.
1: No, that's true. Do them again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You know, what's, I, I don't remember who they did five years ago.
1: No, no, that's and, true. Uh,
2: and, and just just keep doing them. Yeah. If, it, if it works. The problem is, you know, maybe it's not working or maybe Mike Munro doesn't want to do it. But from what I hear at Channel 9, I mean, Mike Munro has nothing to do. They just keep putting up front doors uh, within the, the corridor at Channel 9 so that he can kick through them, pretending <laughs> that he's still a journalist.
0: <laughs>
1: I was never a big fan of Mike Munro. Can you tell? <laughs> Another big thing in last week's week of television now was the ABC's... My favourite film for their big Sunday night. Big Sunday night. Did uh, did you guys watch it? I did. I did. Yeah. Well, any thoughts? Yes. I thought no. it was less
0: <laughs> less cringeworthy than uh, my favourite book. My favourite book, which year. screened
1: yeah same time last year. Yep. Yeah.
0: Which I
2: I I didn't even watch. My favourite book.
1: I the, saw snippets of it.
2: Okay. I
0: I, I had to turn off.
2: I don't know how how they can go about. I mean, firstly. Yeah, what an odd
1: list to have! Fantastic list. It was just it was just so out there and oddball. I've got the uh, I've got the hundred here, and yeah. people can get that hundred on the ABC website mm-hmm. if they're interested in having a look. It's, it's a very interesting read. The hundred films.
2: I was, uh, you know, I'm sure you were as surprised as I was
1: to see Donnie Darko. Uh, well, on that list, <laughs> I was. I was. I was flabbergasted to be honest. And I expected it. Did you? You did not because <laughs> it's a great film. <laughs> But just, I mean, because we were talking about that last week, and then something like Chinatown, which is one one of the best films ever made, I feel, didn't make it to the top 100. Really? Not in the top 100. And I have to say, show me a person who honestly thinks that Donnie Darko is a better film than Chinatown, and I'll show you a complete idiot. (laughs) <laughs> but that's the... I'd, I'd pay five bucks to see that idiot <laughs> but that's the whole point i mean that's the whole point you know that's why they do this kind of list i mean that, that was what was great about it you know you watch it and you you you, you love it you hate it you're outraged i, I thought it was really good see, so
2: the point of the, of the show is to is to be contentious i think so not Some... to actually try to find australia's favorite film a
1: guy i used to work with pete one of his favorite quotes was always uh no one ever went broke underestimating the status quo and I think I think that's that's completely true. I mean, that's why they put a, they put together a list like this, knowing that you know, knowing that there are going to be curveballs like that. But also, I think that
0: that uh, that that your contention that Donny Darko and, and Chinatown, the the level of quality and, and which would win in a in a battle yeah. of quality <laughs> between those two is Chinatown. It's not about Australia's best
1: film. It's it's my
0: favorite film it's not yeah. about quality yep yeah,
1: that's true that's true, although I did think it was interesting i 'm not sure which one of the panelists said it. it might have been the guy from Chaser team, but just pointed out that it was more like my favorite video rental mm. <laughs> rather mm. than my favorite film which mm-hmm. which i which I tended to agree with i mean personally uh none of my top ten probably from what i've seen very few of my top ten made it into the top hundred and i mean i'm yeah i wasn't you know, I wasn't expecting Lost Highway, which is my favourite film, to make it into the top hundred. But, but you know, I was very surprised. You know, where was Chinatown? Where was Seven? The only Hitchcock film in the top one hundred is Rear Window, which is we, kind of not like even Psycho. No, nah, and I mean Rear Window, it's it, it's a nice film, but it's it's a gimmicky film. I mean, I would personally, I'd put North by Northwest, Vertigo, Psycho, The Birds, Strangers on a Train, or Shadow of Doubt above that.
2: Oh, I love Shadow of a Down so much.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the only film maybe that would be in my top ten that I possibly... A bit of crossover there would be perhaps Pulp Fiction. Um, but even that, you know, that's more for historical purposes for what it meant at the time. I think... I kind of think Pops tended to age quite badly.
2: But I just... Sorry, I just noticed a, a couple of weird ones. Yeah. One... Uh, well, Garden State. Yeah. In at number 80.
1: Yeah. Why? Serenity at number 38. Well, you know, that's a great film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but in two years' time, we're going is anybody actually going to remember it?
1: Yeah, in two months' time. And then, it only
2: came out two months ago. And then Dead Man at number 100. Yeah. Like, you know, Dead Man, great film, but I wouldn't expect anyone to vote for it.
1: No, It's no.
2: It's one of those bizarre things, but let's let's talk about the show itself. Yeah. And how the show is constructed. Oh, you had just one more. Oh, Emily at number two. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, it's a nice enough film. I, but- I like it. I mean, you know. I actually love it. I think it's a really cute film and I I enjoy watching it, but...
0: But, so you know, they, they kind of, like, they, they did go into why perhaps it was in the number two position yeah, yeah. on the show, which was about, it came out just after 9-11. Yeah. Um, and, and it's got lots of pretty looks with the tilted head from, from yep. the chick and, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and you know what, ask me what the story to Emily was and I can vaguely, vaguely remember it has something to do with a photo booth. Mm-hmm. But asked me to draw Audrey Tattoo's face from it, <laughs> I can do that from memory.
1: <laughs> I actually, uh, yeah, I actually thought the, the show itself was, was quite good. I, I, when I saw that it was an hour and a half and that they were only doing the top 10 films. I thought, oh god, somebody shoot me now! This is just going to be the most painful, boring thing. But it actually, I thought it moved along quite quickly. Um, I th- the, some of the comedy was a bit hit and miss, particularly you know with the reenactment of the films or you oh, know that, whatever that they were that doing. Really annoyed uh, the me. The yodeling one was the most annoying. I, I think so. All the bowling, the bowling ladies talking about Fight Club. They were, they were all stupid. I, I didn't. All of them stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't mind the Holy Dolly doing Pulp Fiction. I thought, oh, actually, I missed that one. I thought that was quite cute. I thought, yeah. Yeah, um, but then the,
2: the synchronized swimmers doing. I mean, no, yeah, that Lord was, of the Rings. That was and, ridiculous. Uh, you know, why not just why not just talk about if these are the films that we love? Why not just talk about them in an impassioned way that you know shows exactly how somebody loves yeah. these films so much. Yeah. So why not just it, have Margaret and
0: David sitting in their armchairs doing it there without? Why? An because they because they can't
2: be impassioned. So
0: <laughs> yes, I okay.
2: uh, Only when they're fighting, um, not not when you know. I find I find Margaret's Margaret cried this year. I find Margaret's on screen. You and Gallipoli, she I, cried. I find Margaret's on screen uh, passion when when telling a story so false and. Frustrating, really. Yeah, I just I don't believe her for a second.
1: Oh, you see, I love she Margaret. Just I seems love Margaret. condescending. And David. And I find Margaret a bit annoying sometimes when she rates a film based on the good-looking elements, such as you know, if if there's a good-looking lead man, she tends to bump up the score a bit, and she's quite open about that. But apart from that, I love Margaret and David. See, I think I, they're, I think they're I national treasures. I think I think David is. I think David Stratton yeah. definitely. Yeah. But
2: Margaret Pomerantz, I just, I can't watch her on television. And it's a a huge problem because I have to, you know, watch the movie show with one eye closed. Yeah. So so I don't get her on screen. (laughs) Well,
0: pretty much the one that she presents it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I <take> <laughs> I was, I've was, i been wondering over the year Because I've, I've kind of just been watching her face as, she, as she's been talking It looks like half her face has dropped I, I was wondering if she's had a stroke or something Because in the presentation on my favourite film Whenever she was up <clears throat> in front of the big screen Kind of talking about the next big film She always had her left hand in her pocket
1: Okay Ah, ah I love Michael I... J. Fox ah. Yeah, I didn't notice that That's yeah, interesting. interesting
2: Yeah now, uh, on the, uh, the Boxcutters blog, which you can find at boxcutters.net, mm-hmm. uh, there were some comments about Stewie McGill, who oh, was yeah. one of the panellists. Yep. For those who don't know, spin bowler for Australia.
1: Great uh, great press agent, I would suggest. He's getting on everything. Really? Is it? Yeah. And what else? He's also uh, great. He was... Renovation Rescue? No, he was co-host of the Getaway. Channel 7's live, uh, Channel 7's cricket with Tony Squires, and he was on one of those uh, hypothetical... Deals? Oh, really? I think so. Well yeah. with, with with Jeffrey yeah. Robertson. I think so. Really? I think so, but I could God. be wrong.
0: And I've got to say, but what a tool! See, like, <laughs> like he hates Lord of the Rings because he tried to read it as a kid and didn't like any of the names, so he's never seen them.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think Stuart McGill was one of the most entertaining parts of that show. Oh, did he? you? I see? was, I was, I was really pleasantly surprised. I cringed oh, okay.
0: every time he said a word
2: because I, I thought, well, clearly he knows something about film. Yeah. He's obviously a fan of film. He knows what he likes, yep. and you know I think that's a fair enough reason not to not to get, go and see Lord of the Rings. If you don't like fantasy,
0: no, no but he
2: didn't. No, he was d and D player, as he as and he then, admitted, and then he said he didn't. <laughs> he turned on fantasy. It's it's like uh, you know me with Warrant. No, <laughs> I never liked Warrant. They were always a terrible band. But uh, well,
1: you see, you see, I I I was in the middle with Stewie. It's McGill. like it's
2: like me with you too. Okay, I used to like you two. Now I don't. There's no way I'm going to go and see them in concert. That's it. Oh,
1: not us two. No, 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 no. <laughs> you no, see, for not, me, no, not the two of you. <laughs> for me, it was uh, Sigrid Thornton. I, I can't stand. Oh, our, I can't stand our Sigrid and oh. and her talking about films that she saw as a kid, but describing it in actor talk. <laughs> you know, well, she's saying, well. You know the whole plot has no forward momentum, and you know all this kind of all this kind of garbage that actors go on with. And I'm thinking, yeah, you sat there as a ten year old kid and said, you know, uh, I didn't really like Star Wars because the character development really wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was a bit.
2: Was there and was there any film that she liked?
1: Uh, Amelie? I'm sure there was something.
0: I'm pretty sure I, she liked Amelie. because she because she, she, she just went sang... up against Judith Lucy,
2: right? Because she just seemed like uh, yeah, such yep. a
0: sourpuss the yep. whole time. Yep.
1: Yeah
2: And I did
0: think I didn't mind it I did think it was uh, I did think it was quite How would you feel if she and Stuart McGill kissed? (laughs) (laughs) I I would think that I'd expect her to have better taste
1: (laughs) I actually Yeah I thought that the Particularly the stuff about Shawshank Redemption Where they're talking about how it appeals to the Christians And how he's a very Jesus-like character I did did think I did find that was very interesting
0: Yeah So that same stuff was out about
1: Matrix Where was Matrix on the list? Um which actually, that's an interesting point. It came in, uh, I'll find it for you in a minute. It didn't, oh, 23. Interesting point, though, that you bring up. My only quibble with the whole show was how come Lord of the Rings is counted as a trilogy when Godfather counted as single films, Matrix counted as single films, uh, Star Wars all counted as single films? Yep. because Lord of the Rings was actually
0: produced all at once. And I think it was voted for as... A, and it was I, paid for all at once. No, it but was re- a single budget. But I remember Margaret... The whole three. But on but, the
2: show... But it's, but it's I remember, three films. On the show, I remember Margaret saying, you voted for it as a trilogy. So it must have been up there as an option, as the trilogy.
1: Yeah. Originally. See, I was wondering if maybe, uh, if maybe you know, they were going to end up with two or three, like, say, two of the Lord of the Rings films in the top ten, and they thought, we don't want to do two of them in the top ten, maybe we'll just combine them. Or maybe they combined them because Amelie looked like it was going to take out the number one spot, and they just thought, that's an outrage, we can't have Amelie mm. in the number one spot. But,
0: like, The Matrix
1: 2 and 3... It would they don't just... exist.
0: Well, yeah, there was, no, there was no reason for them to exist. Uh, they weren't planned when the first one was made... Um, 2 and 3 were basically just money spinners because Matrix 1 had been so incredibly oh, so, successful. I, I completely agree and, with you. And they were turds. I, I
1: completely agree with you, but...
0: But then... There's but still three different films. And by,
2: by your argument, Brett, then you could have Back to the Future 1, but Back to the Future 2 and 3 would have to be one film. <laughs> hey, what? why? Because they were filmed at the same time.
1: And... and But so was Matrix 2 and 3.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, maybe it was, but it's just not in the top 100. <laughs> <coughs> anyway, well, let's let's move on to but the. But uh, Lord of the Rings was was very specifically. It was all a single budget. It was two hundred and something million dollars. Yeah, to make I, I, all yeah, three films. I get your point. And they, they did and all they the shot shooting it out of sequence. Then they did all the CG. Yeah. Yeah. and then they released them year yeah. after year.
2: Yeah. Well, so then, but then Kill Bill should also be
1: one film. Kill Bill. Yes. Well, it was. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. In in the list, it wasn't. Oh, well, they're wrong. <laughs> Uh, also on During the Week, absolutely fascinating documentary. I think, Josh, you said last week you thought it was a repeat. It was a repeat. It was shown in August. No, it wasn't. It was going to be shown in August, and they pulled it out of respect for the London train oh. bombing, was it? <laughs> victims. Uh, it was called The Power of Nightmares, and it was uh, screened on SBS. Uh, really interesting documentary, just looking at the rise of the neoconservatives in America and uh, the rise of the Islamic extremists and it's just been absolutely riveting and i can't wait to get home tonight to watch part 3 of it i just think it's been one of the best bits of television Can I just of the year
2: point out last week on the show you called them radical conservatives and listening back to that i thought that was
1: a really interesting idea <laughs> yep
2: <laughs> but yeah it's, it's 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 looking at the 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 rise of of both of them
1: yeah and just the similarities between the two of them and there have been amazing similarities between them they're both essentially inspired by the fact that they think that at a certain time Two individuals thought that American society was going down the tubes. One of them Egyptian, one of them American, came out with a lot of teaching. And, yeah, and basically very similar very similar ideals that they started out with, but they've gone in such different directions. But it's just interesting t- the way they've intertwined and all that kind of stuff.
2: As a, as a documentary, it's mostly talking heads, isn't it?
1: Pretty much. There's a bit of spooky music. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a bit of uh, – there's some really interesting um, – the File footage thrown in of, of the times so, uh, assassinations and the like, which is which has been just kind of really gripping to watch. Actual, you know, actual footage of not explaining myself very well. <laughs> anyway, it's a great documentary. Right, it's much better. It, it, it's in the yeah. It's mostly it is mostly talking heads. It, it's not in that appalling kind of way that you know uh, seven wonders of the industrial world. Is a documentary where they kind of reenact yeah. stuff, which I just I can't stand that kind of stuff. I'm kind of enjoying
0: that. I didn't really pick it
1: up pick up on it the first time around, so I'm getting to see it this time. You like, know
2: what you know what I like about the, the reenactments on Seven Wonders? The moustaches. <laughs> Fantastic moustaches in those reenactments.
1: You see, I just can't get into reenactment. I'd much prefer, you know, the Ken Burns style. I'd prefer traditional documentary or the Ken Burns style. Ken Burns is yeah. 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 But you know, One guy with a funny moustache is just coming in and saying, we will build this bridge for 10,000 shillings. Out of spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that kind of nonsense. Um, But anyway, interestingly, with the Cutting Edge documentaries, uh, it's actually a six-part series that Cutting Edge are running. Three this week on The Power of Nightmares. And then next week. And then next week they've got a new documentary series, also interestingly done by the BBC, called The New Al-Qaeda and both of them have very different takes on al-Qaeda. Uh essentially why this one has the power of nightmares has been so controversial is the thesis is that uh a lot of the threat of terrorism has been overblown and isn't and isn't as bad as the neoconservatives are making it out to be. And the 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 idea being that uh that there
2: isn't actually this network that we assume is there, but there are isolated Incidents and and people
1: thinking the same thing in different parts of the world. And and it's in the uh, neoconservatives' beliefs and interests to create uh, an evil superpower that America can be the good power fighting against.
2: And is it done intelligently, or is it done like a Michael Moore documentary?
1: No, no, it's much better than a Michael Moore documentary. It's really interesting. But, yeah, the next one, uh, next week's three-parter is the new Al-Qaeda, which basically says the opposite. I haven't seen it yet, but from what I hear, it says the opposite. Just saying, no, no, no. Al Qaeda is a huge threat. It talks bit. about Al Qaeda created the neoconservatives. As a- <laughs> <laughs> no, just talking about what a huge threat. Uh, what a huge threat Al Qaeda actually is. So that that'll be um, very interesting. I just want to say once again. I think I said it a few weeks ago on the show, but Cutting Edge has been outstanding last two sort of uh, eighteen months, two years. Cutting mm-hmm. Edge has just been fantastic, and the Cutting Edge Hot Docs Tuesday combination is just a winner. I think. Lots of the best television of the year has been on that on SBS Tuesday nights. But
2: it's it's interesting the way that SBS and the ABC, because they're not as beholden to ratings. Mm-hmm. They're really they're really coming forward in this non-ratings period as as being the 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 networks to watch.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: the ABC has uh, has put on some great stuff.
0: Frankly, I I think they're the networks to watch all the time.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, but you know, sometimes we like ads. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, sometimes there are great there are great things on on the other networks. But yeah, now uh, with uh, SBS choosing to run brand new episodes of South Park now, mm-hmm. yeah, very, and, very uh, interesting speaking choice. Speaking in tongues speaking now, in tongues. yeah, and, which uh,
1: obviously they decided to do as a double. I think,
2: and in the beginning of January, they're uh, they're going to start airing uh, RAN Remote Area Nurse, which is a drama that they've just produced. Yeah, so they're really pushing everything now, and I think it's in a bid to pull audiences towards them, get audiences used to watching those channels while the commercials
0: have got their eye off the game.
2: Yeah. And then, uh, and then you know, the commercials come back and go, what a great sleep we've
0: had. And uh, look around and it's just bouncing
1: with little SBSs all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a great hiatus. Yeah. Nice <laughs> Interestingly, I think that Channel 7 are trying to do the same thing with Headland. Hey, watch it now over <laughs> summer while there's nothing else on. And people
0: aren't That's uh, stupid. You know, they've, spelt the, they've spent the 12 mil or whatever
1: I it was know, for the 50 episodes. So they That's... might as well burn them up and... and but interestingly, call it an education. A lot of uh, a lot of that was financed by British co-financed deal, so they're not hurting as badly as they would be if it was if they'd just made it themselves. Hmm. Well, I wonder how it's going over there. Yeah, it'd be um, interesting to see because I, I, I think uh, Home and Away is seventy or eighty percent owned by a British, by a Channel Four or whoever is screens okay. it over there, and so a lot of the decision making on the scripts and stuff is very much influenced by. Uh, by British television, neighbours yeah, well, well, neighbours
2: neighbors
0: definitely like that.
1: Yeah, curiously, um, there there is a,
0: a uh, an example in the past where um, an Australian production's gone ahead purely for the UK market, uh, which was Heartbreak High. Oh yeah, it's yeah. uh, screened over there much much longer than it did here.
1: Okay, oh that's interesting. I actually think that that actually wasn't a bad show when it went to ABC. When they changed Mm -hmm. it to a half-hour show and put it on ABC, I think it was it was quite a good show. When it was on Channel Ten, as a one-hour, yeah, didn't what they had thirty minutes of ads. (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe they were just showing two episodes back to back.
2: No, no, no. It was one-hour episodes. Right yeah. and then Channel Two bought it and and kept making it for half-hour. Oh, they kept making it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Ah, okay. Mm.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I thought I thought you were talking about them re-showing. Yeah, no,
1: I wasn't. No, no, no. So I, ABC I, actually bought it and as, remade
2: it? As as I remember it, yes. Okay. I've done a lot of drinking in the in-between years, <laughs> but as I remember it, yes.
1: So that was last week. This is Marie Cardi, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness, Box Cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. <laughs> Are you one of those that follows follows hey, follows follow, follow. is, is, is the ads? Now I can talk business. as much as I want. The hello, hello, hello.
0: This is Ricardo Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. And I'll go down on you. Coming up on the show. <laughs> I don't buy it.
2: I don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I might buy it. I might not. Ross, tell me. You won't
1: buy it this week. All right, fine. I don't. <laughs> Doing something a little different with I don't buy it this week. It's not an advertisement per se. Oh my god! It's a television. It's, this is your life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy Qantas. Exactly. No, it's a uh, it's a television show. It's a television show. Mas- well, I I I'm, I'm te- I tell a lie because it Black really swab. it really is an ad. Stop trying to guess. Strike a poker. Let him go. <laughs> Let him, you know, relax, It really man. is a television show masquerading. <laughs> oh, it's advertising masquerading as a television show. I'm talking of Renovation rescue. Well, close because it's always been kind of a fine line between infotainment and advertising. Anyway, with those kinds mm-hmm. of shows, they've always had a fair bit of, you know, a fair bit of advertising money pumped into the block. The, the block, exactly. No, this, but this is one worse than all of those. It's a show on Channel Ten uh, that airs midday. I in a quiz show. <laughs> <laughs> midday's on Saturdays. Call. That's got to be sport, doesn't it? Bright ideas. Really. Oh. Have neither of you seen Bright Ideas? No, Bright Ideas has been on for a few years. It rings a little bell. Well, well tell you us know, a uh, that's a little bell. Ah, right. You know Moira from uh, Birth. <clears throat> like, oh, do I know Moira? And now to Moira. Imagine that they had a whole show that was just the. And now he's
0: Moira. Ever seen Mansfield's Melbourne on Channel Thirty One? No, there's a, an hour long daily show that was just like Moira full time. Oh, really? Well, yeah. well,
1: that's what that's what this is. It's hosted by Warwick Moss. Who? Mm. Actor I was hoping you guys would tell no, no idea Anyway, the show's presented by uh, 3M And it's okay. mostly It's, it's mostly, just ads for post-it notes Mostly it is You'd be surprised But mostly it is just show It's just ads for post-it notes For the little hooks they sell To put your pictures on the wall And then a few more ads for post-it notes Well,
0: interestingly, uh, while Channel Ten in (laughs) Melbourne shows, (laughs) (laughs) while Channel Ten in Melbourne shows uh, bright ideas, uh, outside of the metropolitan area on Southern Cross Network, you've just got straight infomercials.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, that is interesting because this this is this is during the day. This is during the day. You've got to, if you're around near a TV this week, you've got to try and watch it. I I was watching it for the purposes of reviewing the show, and I only made it through about 10 minutes of it, because it is just appalling. For example, uh, it's not just 3M, it's mostly 3M, but there's whoever else they can rope in to do it as well, you know, insurance companies or, you know, whoever else. So So it's, it's basically just like a super extended brand power ad. Pretty much. For example, they they, they did a uh, an expose on people going to university, and apparently, if it's you not go, it's w- not worth it. Oh my god, people are going to university. <laughs> well, no, no, this is this is saying the benefits of it. And apparently, if you go to university, you, you'll need a Intel notebook computer, no other type of computer, no other type of notebook computer, but you have to buy the Intel notebook computer. Yeah. screw your AMDs. <laughs> And, uh, I went they, to
2: university didn't have a didn't have a, a, a laptop. Not yeah, possible. And look at you now. Yeah, <laughs> not, fair enough. Not possible. Not possible. Not possible. Not possible. I did, however, have, have lots of post-it notes. All oh, right. <laughs> and those little tabs that you take out to take out of the dispenser to put on uh, on on the pages that you want to refer back to. I think yeah. they're
0: called tab post-its, hun.
1: Oh, I they? Well, watch <laughs> the show. Watch the <laughs> did show. And... You just call me hun. <laughs> 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 That's the... <laughs>
0: No, I didn't say hun, I said aren't they. I thought you called me hun. No.
1: Another example.
0: Only off-air, Brad.
1: Only another, <laughs> off-air. another great example from the show was, you know, they, they cut to this uh, stunning kind of presenter lounging about saying, I love summer, but you know what summer always reminds me? It's time to get new tyres. <laughs> 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 so go to Bridgestone. <laughs> And you can get four... Uh, no, a free wheel alignment. So she's not uh, in a bikini and, and going
0: like, call me now. No, she wasn't. Summer, <laughs> no. What summer always reminds but me of
1: But she was kind of out in a field. Utah, And then she kind of... Like, the camera was low and so she had lots of sky on a bit of it. grass? Uh, well, look, there was lots of grass around. And then the camera kind of went up. And the Bridgestone <laughs> place was in the background. She didn't even have her car there. So I don't know if she parked the car there earlier or what's going on. So... Basically (laughs) I don't buy it Oh you know what else I meant to say It went for two hours Last week What I want to watch this show now It went from midday To 2 To 2pm Maybe we can get A torrent of it I I, look, it's definitely it's it's definitely worth watching. About five minutes to go. I can't believe that they can put something that cheap and that nasty and that manipulative on TV. Pretend it's proper programming. Do they do they have ads? Off. Do they have ads during the show? They do. That's hilarious. Ah. <laughs> so they they've got a, they've got their little bright ideas, you know, the graphic bumper, yeah. with the you know with with the sun shining because they're bright ideas. And, uh, yeah, and then they go to the regular ads and then they come back for more more kind of uh, information about post-it notes. You, yeah, you, you know what I find I don't have enough of?
2: Post-it notes on Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> together at last.
1: And you know what else they do? Like, if you watch this show three or four weeks in a row, I'd be betting, just like with the infomercials, you'd see the same things over and over again. Because in a few times that I have caught it over the years, it's always the ads for those... Years? How long has it been running? Oh, it's been running at least three or four years. And they always have ads for the, you know, those special, they've got special hooks that don't apparently 3M bring out, that don't pull the plaster off the walls when you attach them, you you pull the gooey bit out the bottom. They're always running that bit. So I think it's just like infomercials. It's just the same bit just juggled into a new. Channel 10, I don't buy it. Get your act together. Can I, I just
2: want to say before we go out of this segment, my favourite quote. Of this episode is pull the gooey bit out of the bottom. (laughs) That I do buy. Box cutters. Coming up on box cutters, I'll be talking about the prisoner, which I'm doing right now. As soon as I find my sheet, (laughs) I tricked you, Brett. I tricked you. Yes. For the listeners, we were supposed to do a coming up on box cutters earlier, and I stuffed up. All my fault. That's okay. So, if you want to know what's coming up on Box Cutters, go back to the beginning of the episode, listen to it, and then come back to this point. Uh, earlier this week, I caught up with my friend Justin. That doesn't make sense. Go to the end, then come back here.
0: Go to the beginning, come back here. Right, go to the end and come back here, because then you'll know what's coming just up on listen, Box Cutters.
1: Listen to the rest of the show, and oh. you'll know what's coming. If up you go on back Box to Cutters. the
0: beginning, you'll just doubly know what's up
1: until this point. During the week, you caught up with your friend Justin.
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: What a lovely fellow. Cheers to you, Justin. Mm -hmm. Cheers. That's the end of my segment.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Coming Uh, up on books. (laughs) He lent
2: me me his DVDs of The Prisoner, which he was telling me about ages ago. And let's go even further back than earlier this week. In 1991, I worked in a video store. Mm -hmm. The Prisoner was a TV show that was available on VHS for rental at $1 a week. So really, no one was renting it. One guy came in and went, oh, man, you've got The Prisoner, and it's $1 a week. Fantastic. And leaves with an armful of them. Quite frankly, I didn't care if I never saw him again. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> was, it, was it me? No, it wasn't you.
1: Oh, uh, because we watched all The Prisoner on video. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and so I had, because, you know what, the cover for the video was just so terrible. I it had is. no idea what this show was about. I thought it was just, I thought it was like porridge, but serious. That was, that was my understanding. Anyway, so my mate Justin says, you have to watch this show, The Prisoner. It's excellent. And my mind goes back to 10 years ago. 10, 15. <laughs> when, uh, uh, when this guy said, oh, The Prisoner, it's one of the best shows ever made. And I went, all right, you know what? I'll give it a go. I was hooked after the first 30 seconds. That's yep. just
0: because you are on drugs, wasn't it? And no. It was just really fitting in with your trip.
2: No, it had nothing to do with the fact that I was on drugs. Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: The drugs were separate.
0: Completely separate.
2: <laughs> the... Uh, Okay, so so the show starts with this guy driving a fast car, really fast, through the streets of London. He goes to this secret underground office, kind of, you know, Maxwell Smart style. Gets there, throws down a resignation letter, screams at the guy he's resigning to, and and goes back to his flat. Meanwhile, we see uh, all of this information that shows us that he has resigned and he is no longer a member of that organization typewriter putting crosses over <laughs> over his ID he's put in a uh, his file is put in a file drawer that just says resigned we should mention while you're talking about the style it is uh, very 60s it is it is so 1960s it looks like the saint yeah it looks just I, just, I just thought with all no, that
1: uh, information, that might be... Yeah, yeah, so
2: So, so people are visualising this in that 60s kind of way. Because he's well-dressed, but wearing a black skivvy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's fantastic. And, uh, and, and he, gets to, he gets to his apartment, and uh, there's this, been this Rolls-Royce following him the whole time, and someone comes out of the Rolls-Royce and blows some kind of smoky gas through the keyhole. He chokes, falls down, wakes up in what looks like his apartment... But when he opens the window, there's this tiny village outside. <laughs> and he's on an island. <laughs> and he's on the island. Or they just call it the village. Okay. He's, he's in the village. And, uh, and he's basically been sent there because the powers that be want to know why he's resigned. Yep. And, uh, and he doesn't want to tell them. And so this prison is like a small village. Everyone else is really, really happy to be there. And, you know, there are old people there who treat it like a retirement community. But at the same time, it's all a little bit twisted. And kind of think of the island uh, that The Wicker Man, the film The Wicker Man was based on. It's all just that little bit creepy. Everyone's having a little bit too much fun. No one really knows what's going on.
0: Are all the other villagers other resigned agents? Some of them
2: are resigned agents. Some of them are pretending to be resigned agents. Some of them are just there
1: for the job. And everybody on the island, whether they're a prisoner or they work there, is assigned a number. Yep. Yes, no one, no one has a name. Everybody has a number. Everybody
2: has a number. He is number six.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He uh, is constantly interrogated by number two. Yes. And uh, you know what? The, the only problem I have with this show is that the opening credits go on for way too long. They really go on for about two and a half minutes.
1: Um, I'm interested. How, how far through it are you? I've
2: watched the first five
1: episodes. And of, of twenty. Is twenty all they made? I think so. Have you found uh, out why uh, it resigned? I thought I thought they would have made more than twenty. Is no. that is twenty just season one, or is that uh, is that the complete series? I
2: don't know. There are five. There are five DVDs with uh, four episodes each. Okay,
1: I'll I'll,
2: I'll be interested
1: to see. Uh, yeah, I'll be very. interested. But it
2: interested. only it only ran for around nineteen sixty seven to nineteen
1: sixty eight. Okay, I'll be very interested to see what you think. The more you get into it,
2: really. Now I'm intrigued. Does it get better or does it get worse? I'm, I'm not going to say. I'll okay. be interested to see what you
1: think. I, like I said, I've uh, my wife and I, uh, back in our younger days, uh, probably not that long after your 1991 experience, actually did hire all the prisoner and... Watched it straight through, and so yeah, so I'm a uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. Okay, big fan friend of sure. mine actually, uh, a video library had the videos and
0: and had had enough, and they were selling them and picked them up for two. Months oh, okay, oh, see that's and it's it really is,
2: it really is a great series. It, I mean, doesn't it doesn't look as terrible as the Saint looks now, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look as uh, terrible as a lot of 1960s shows look because it's so confined in this. Bizarre world Of the village Well actually The episode
0: that I saw He got off the island And Ah, got back to Swinging London But did he? And then he was taken back
2: Yeah See I Ah Because
1: he found a raft And he Well interesting Interesting that you should say that Because uh, Our listeners And the general population Out there is probably much more familiar with the Simpsons parody. Simpsons actually did oh, a parody which, of... Which, uh, there it was called The Island. The Island. But they did, a, they did a parody, which pretty much the whole episode was devoted to parodying different bits of the prison. That's the Mr. X? Yes. Mr. X episode. Yep. Yep. And the one where uh, they replace Homer's wife with... Uh, a German. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's much more efficient.
2: <laughs> One of the things I don't get about... Oh, sorry. I, I also forgot to mention that uh, another great thing is that number two, every week, tries to get this information out of number six, mm-hmm. who is uh, played by uh, Patrick McGowan, who uh,
0: has McGowan. McGowan. McG-
2: <laughs> it's M-C-G-double-O-H-A-N. McGowan. Short, sure, whatever.
1: <laughs> McGowan. I could be getting lead, mixed up with the Pogue's lead singer.
2: Yeah, that that was yeah. definitely McGowan. Yeah, uh, no, it's not spelled that way. Who um, <laughs> uh, who has done done a bunch of stuff since? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, has kept working, but he also co-produced this. Yep. Uh, number six is interrogated by number two every week. Number two is replaced, so mm. every week there's a new number two. And who is number one? Aha.
1: Uh-huh. You are number six. You know, this is ah uh-huh. Who play- is number one? That's the question.
2: You know, one one of the great things about the uh, the opening credits is. Number six asks that question of the new, he says, Who are you? I'm the new number two. And uh, number six goes, Well, who is number one? And all number two says is, You are number six. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I love that. It's so intriguing.
0: So is the is the answer actually ever revealed in the series? I don't want to say too much because Josh about why he resigned.
1: I'll we'll talk about this once Josh has uh, watched the whole series. Okay.
2: Yeah, and you know what?
1: I, I reckon everybody listening to Box Cutters should go and watch it because I'm loving should. it. Interestingly, too, Patrick uh, McGowan, McGuin, McGuin, whatever his name is, did star on that episode of The Simpsons as well, and he's also as himself as Number Six mm-hmm. on on the show,
2: and he also appeared uh, as Number Six in a, a made for TV movie called. The Laughing Prisoner. Oh, okay. Which was uh, Stephen Fry and, and that bunch oh, doing a okay. rip-off of The Prisoner. Doing
1: a rip-off. Oh, okay. Uh, has anybody tried to escape the island yet? Have you, have you seen people try to escape... Oh, sorry, The Village? Have you seen... I've,
2: p- I've seen people try to escape The Village. Oh, that's another great have thing. Have you seen
1: what happens to them? Rover. There's this giant white ball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this giant Fantastic. white ball. One, one, of the, one of the absolute fantastic moments of television i think that the white ball it's a a giant white ball that comes up from the water somewhere in the water wherever there is water and i know our listeners are thinking a giant white ball that doesn't sound scary but watch the show it's scary it's
2: terrifying (laughs) you're going oh my god this it's coming it's you know the first time you see it, you go what the hell was that and then you go it's coming and you don't I don't. I also don't know how they did a lot of the special effects on this show. Yep. I don't know how they got the giant white ball to move forward. It's not an obvious thing to me. Mm. Like, well, the, like the baby in a razor head. If
0: you remember that uh, that the uh, Coke TV commercial uh, from the seventies with all the people actually inside it running yeah. around, that would have been how they did it. No, but you can kind of see through Just the very white short ball. People. Oh, it must be. Oh, and there's an
2: excellent midget. There's an excellent midget in who uh, who, who plays the butler. His name is uh, Angelo Muscat, mm. and, uh, and he plays the butler in, in the series. He's always the butler for number two. And his facial expressions are just golden. There are so many great things about this show. I'm just sitting there going, well, when am I going to be disappointed?
1: When? 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 Apparently, never. I, so I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that <laughs> some of our viewers are going to go to the video store and they're going to see the covers and they're going to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, well, you know,
2: if you, can get it, if you can get it on DVD, do. It's called The Prisoner, and it's a 1960s show. G'day, you know, you're listening to Ed Phillips here from Temptation across the Nine Network.
0: And I am special guest of the Box Cutters. Love the guy's show. Love all three of you. God, you're funny. Never miss a show. And like, sometimes if I do, they make tapes
2: of it on the internet and then send it to me. Thanks, Ed. We love you. Hey, it's just a couple of months until Ed's 141st show.
1: I wouldn't speak too soon. When he comes back on. I wouldn't expect to soon. Oh, Channel 9. What? Channel 9, yeah. budget. Who knows? <laughs> No, you'll be fine. Maybe
0: maybe it's giving away $2 million on freaking Eddie's show. Oh. That's possible. The the whole thing about... They're they're insured
2: for the million dollars.
0: Eddie becoming network head. Yeah, that's Oh, that's a
2: big rumour, isn't it? It is. We should have a news section in the show and also a rumours section in the show Mm. so we can legitimately talk about that. Mm, Yeah. Let's do that now. (laughs) They say uh, Eddie McGuire is going to be head of Channel 9, going to replace Kim Gingell. Well, they have just been
0: paying him well, so much. Well, Kim, uh, Kim Giddeles left. Oh, Kim Sam Gidl's Chisholm's gone.
1: in there for the moment. I, I, I think with all these things, I just end up paying these people so much money. <laughs> Sooner or later, it just makes sense. Head up the network.
2: It's, you know what? I reckon it's it's a, a short time before we see that Eddie Maguire becomes Kerry Packer. <laughs> it's they're just going to meld into one human. <laughs> it's are starting to get a bit jowly. Well, <laughs> jowly. This is what you know. When's the last time you've seen a picture of Kerry Packer? I reckon there's some kind of amazing scientific six million dollar man type technology <laughs> that is going to merge the two and Kerry Packer is going to be walking around in Eddie McGuire's body. <laughs> Has he been called to court for the one tail case? McGuire? No.
1: Kerry. Parker, Kerry. Yeah. No, 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 because
2: no, that was all his son. Okay. It was all his son.
1: I can see why this wasn't the regular news segment yes. Of our
2: show. <laughs> yes, because we have no information whatsoever. Hey, <laughs> New shows are coming up.
1: Yeah, let's go into some new shows. New shows. Uh, a couple of interesting new shows this week, despite uh, despite the fact that it's summer. The summer schedule keeps throwing up some curveballs. Ren and Stimpy. Oh, nice. What? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this John K, Ren and Stimpy, or the crappy later ones? I don't know, but seeing John K only made about six.
2: No, he made more than he that. made much more. Did he? Yeah, yeah. He made about he made about thirteen <gasps> weeks worth.
1: Really? Oh, I wouldn't have thought he made. Anyway, actually, I, I mentioned to a
0: friend of mine uh, the other day vitamin F, and they had no idea about padded toes, man.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, so it's you, about time they came back. I used to play in a uh, basketball team called the Shaven uh, Yaks. From near. Nice, one. Yeah, uh, that's coming back two thirty a.m. Oh, what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> on Thursday and Friday morning on uh, Channel 9, which is interesting because it was originally on Channel 10.
2: It was. See, I was going to say... <laughs> but it also Channel used to be
1: like 7.30 in the morning yeah. for uh, kids' TV, which yeah. it certainly wasn't. No, never was. Yes, that's that's true, especially the John Kay episodes. When, when they swapped and they basically kicked him off his own show, then yeah. they tried to make it more kind of a kids' show whilst trying to keep it grotty or whatever, but it just... Didn't
0: really work. And did did the goddamn George Lucas show ever go TV? Uh,
2: not here. And mm. there was a, uh, you know, when the internet was still early as far as animation went. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Kay was one of the first to have a, an online animation, which yep. was uh, yep. okay. Flash about, animation each week. Okay. All about George Jimmy, the, Jimmy the idiot boy.
1: Oh, okay. Right here. Yeah, I actually saw. John K. speak at what formerly was the Valhalla. I
2: I was there as well. Oh, really? And oh, so, yeah. so
1: we, we both would have seen
2: the uh, the episode of Ren and Stimpy that he got kicked off for. Yeah. Which is was was the one where George Liquor American tries to teach them love yeah. through discipline.
1: <laughs> which was banned.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, so. so that was... Yeah.
0: So that's episode. the Westgarth Theatre, not the one in uh, Victoria Street. No, not, not, the, not no. when
2: the Valhalla was in Richmond, but yes. when the Valhalla was in
0: Northcote. And not yes. the Sydney
2: one. And not the Sydney Valhalla. <laughs> And also, not where Vikings go after they're dead. <laughs> Up in heaven,
1: On Friday at eight thirty PM mm-hmm. on Channel Ten, MTV Europe Movie Awards. Okay. Which uh, Schnorrfest. You reckon? I, I I usually like the MTV stuff, and fun. and that's that's the only reason I you know miss having MTV when from when I used to have pay. This is going to be especially good, I think, because it's hosted by uh, Borat. Excellent. Uh, oh. Sasha Barra Cohen's other uh, other creation other than LEG. G
0: has actually been gone by a couple of things. I'm just trying to remember. Um the, the government of where's he from? Um, uh, uh, Kazakhstan? Paz- one, <absorption> one of them. Whatever yep. has has put not, laud, <clears throat> <stronzo> lodged an official protest that they don't appreciate him oh. taking the piss out of them. And that was
1: from this show, I believe. That was from the MTV TV uh, because- uh, Awards. Yep. So because um,
2: Borat, though being from Kazakhstan, speaks, uh, speaks Polish. Oh. So you know that's all that's all part of the fun. Uh, uh, it's it's like when Faulty Towers was, was translated into the Spanish to be shown in Spain. Okay, they had to they had to change uh, Manuel. Manuel he couldn't be from Barcelona. Ah, uh, okay. Because he couldn't be stupid and from Barcelona. So they made him from, uh, you know. Warsaw or something.
1: Okay. All oh, right. That's interesting. Well, yeah, I think uh, Borat will definitely be worth watching, even if the rest of the awards aren't worth watching. Borat will definitely well, be worth worth you know a look, MTV... especially too for his uh, apparently hilarious uh, Freddie Mercury impression. Excellent. <laughs> MTV does great
2: stuff with their uh, openings of of awards specials. They and do. They you do. know, I remember when Jack Black uh, hosted the uh, the MTV Movie Awards. That was that was uh, you know a highlight.
1: Yep. A few years earlier, Lisa Kudrow doing. Uh, with Austin Powers, that was yes. very funny as well. Late. So you, mm. sorry. So you, so you guys are actually saying that nobody cares what
0: the results of the awards no, no, are? No, it's no, Just the, about oh, the spectacle no, of no, the show. The awards yep, themselves
2: sure. mean nothing. It's it's really good entertainment. I mean, they're,
1: they're, they're video music. They're video music awards. Like they, it no, doesn't no, matter these, how good the song the, is. Are these the video music awards? It matters how awards? good the clip is.
2: Are these the video music awards or the European Movie Awards?
1: Oh, no, I'm pretty sure it's the European it the MTV Music, music Awards. Videos. Yeah. So, it it's kind of a weird thing because it's not really, you know, if you've got a great song but a shit clip you won't win and mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's a weird thing, but yeah, I definitely think it's worth a look. Or probably not worth a look. Uh Saturday at 6:30 p.m. on Channel 7, Mike Whitney's Walkabout. <laughs> Which sounds like great. I wonder why this is coming out in summer. Uh, a Quote from Mister Whitney said, uh, "My walkabout is a similar concept to Who dares wins, except it's me, not the contestants doing the wild stunts." I'm sh- not sure the, um, yeah, I'm not sure that it shows whether I've matured or not over the years. <laughs> he just, you know
2: what? He just wishes he could be back uh, being a referee on.
1: Gladiators Gladiators I th- I'm sure he does Very interesting From that same article uh, Who dares wins Filler Average kind of Show I would have said Yes would you, would you guys agree The show has screened In more than 50 countries And is one of the most Successful game shows Ever made Really According to the guide And really? you know that If it's in the guide It's true huh. I'll give you I'll give you 20 bucks I'll give you 20 bucks if
2: you sniff my shoe. Yep.
1: That's, that was the essence of Big <laughs> no, no, no. I'll give you 20 bucks
2: if you sniff my shoe. 20 bucks, 20 bucks, 20 bucks. If you don't take the 20 bucks, yep. then, you know, Angela Conterns is going to have to do it. <laughs> it was just weird.
1: It's just a weird show. It was. It was. Saturday night on at 7 p.m. on Channel 9, a very strange time slot. New episodes of Malcolm in the Middle. Real, new episodes, new episodes of Malcolm in the Middle.
0: Oh, are we still seeing Joey here
1: and Two and a Half Men? We are yes. still seeing Joey. And Why the and hell half. would they do that? Who knows? Seven p.m. on, yeah, on that makes no sense. week night no- oh, on Saturday.
0: The programmers are—they're are, drunk. They're on drugs.
1: I, I um, would have thought so too.
2: I would have. I would have. You know, I don't want to say that they're drunk or on drugs because that's all defamatory. I would just say they're dumbass morons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you say ass?
2: Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. That you'd like to kick no, no. them in the ass. I Where can say I can say that they're dumb ass. <laughs> yeah, but I can't say I'd like to kick them in their morons.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I just think that's a that's an interesting time slot for Malcolm in the Middle. I, I mean, it wasn't. It's a dumb time slot. It, it perhaps wasn't as good as it always had been, but it was still it's still a good show. You know what? It's still at least two and a half times better than Two and a Half Men. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, For those of you like myself who are Arrested Development fans who haven't been able to download the second series or haven't seen the second series... Why are you looking at me when you say that? (laughs) Why? What? Uh, I think you've really got to kind of uh, keep an eye on the guides to to try and figure out when it's 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 been
2: moved all around. Now it's on Sunday and Monday nights. They're showing it on Sunday
1: and Monday. What? So, yeah, so pay attention to your guides. It's on at 11.30pm on Sunday night and 11 o'clock on Monday night. So, obviously worth a look. It's freaking nuts! We're out of ratings season. Why not just put it on at 7.30? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because and and Headland's still on there. And I would put good money that they're never, going to, uh, they're never going to show all 22 episodes of this series. But we'll wait and see. You know, it's, it's going to be available
2: in this country on DVD shortly. Is it? I'm sure, I'm sure because
0: it's yeah. it's already it's already out in the states. Yep, Josh is dubbing as we speak. <laughs> I'm sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. Down the Caribbean Pirate Market. La, la, la,
1: la, la. <laughs> uh, Final Survivor. Hey. Final Survivor is on eight thirty Monday night. Oh, so this is the second last one. Second last one on is Friday. So you should. Uh, so this is it a double episode. It's a triple episode. Wait. Hey. They have what, it's three hours, eight thirty um, till eleven thirty. They have the two hours that's actually the final that, of Survivor. Is that Monday or Friday? Monday. Monday. Oh, Monday's just uh, sorry. Friday's just an hour. Okay. And then Monday's three hours. They have the two hours that is the end of an, end of Survivor series. So the last episode on the island. Then the then the one-hour reunion just yep,
0: jumps special. in the helicopter or yeah, on the desk, yeah. which
2: is on. always one of the great Some. bits it's, of television. Is it, do you remember when he just walked all the way from the jungle yeah. <laughs> into the studio? I, I love that I contrivance. Think, yeah.
1: I think the best one was when you know it was when he jumped in the helicopter and then he went on the train and then he, you know they they realised it was getting a bit ridiculous, so they had him travelling on on about. Fifteen or twenty different, yeah, it's, <laughs> different modes of transport.
2: It's one of the highlights of the television year. Yeah. As, although as last
1: year, concerned. last year he walked kind of out of tribal council and into the studio. Yeah, that was so really that was disappointing. disappointing. Oh no, earlier this year, I guess. Because but this this has them.
2: been one of the best series of Survivor that I've seen in in a while
1: it's yeah, it's, it's been, really it's been, been fascinating been it's been interesting and of course uh judd got well and truly shafted last friday for those of you who watched and will make for a very interesting trouble he, so, he was so he was so angry <laughs> really well you yeah, know really. if you haven't
2: watched it by thursday brett is this you know Sorry. nothing going it's been
1: on a busy week mm. or or to put it another way judd didn't get <laughs> <laughs> actually
2: no, no that was two weeks ago no no that was last week it was last week that Judd, Judd got kicked down,
1: Was it? Sorry
2: But he was so Oh maybe it was two weeks ago Whatever He was so
0: angry
1: He was He was That was, was
2: gr- that Which one was Judd? He
0: <laughs> was the, because I haven't watched it for a couple of weeks so I'm just trying to think Oh he was one of the girls and I, I haven't been, I haven't been <laughs> there was, right um, from the start He was You know
2: Stacy. Because the dude the t- was, <laughs> was him. The last one I saw was
0: the dude that was paranoid And just Oh my god Oh, my god, oh, my oh god, Jamie god. That's Jamie. like
2: four weeks ago yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah you, you're You've got to catch up buddy You're
1: a while you're Catch up
2: Uh, Judd was the the, uh, big fat
1: guy. Okay. The uh, New York doorman. Yeah, yeah.
2: Not not so smart, but his wife really loves him.
1: So is the uh, NFL quarterback dude still in? (laughs) No. He's he's gone. He went a while ago too but uh that 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 last survivor is always you know uh outrage and bitterness and recrimination so it'll always be uh it, it's always worth a look so i think especially with uh Judd's bitterness thrown in i think that'll be very interesting to speaking of which uh, Richard Hatch
0: uh, is is uh, in court at the <laughs> yeah. moment because he didn't pay any tax on the million bucks that he won in the first survivor <laughs>
2: and he could be up for 30 years in jail where
1: i'm sure he'll just walk around naked <laughs>
0: I'm
2: sure. Is it, it for new shows? No.
1: There's, there's a couple more. Uh, on Tuesday night on Channel 2 at 10.30, there's a very special At The Movies, which is completely devoted to Peter Jackson. King Kong. Yep, oh. King Kong. Following wow, that which, sounds like an ad. It does sound like an ad. Following which they're actually showing the original King Kong.
2: The 1933 King Kong. 1933
0: King Kong. Oh, nice one. So, um, yeah, so that should be good. And then they've got another one coming up, which is uh, the Hot
1: Movies of the Summer.
0: Oh, really? I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, from yeah. memory. I don't oh, have okay. it written down, oh,
1: but I think I read that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. that would make sense. And finally, Shopping for Love. Now, this somehow slipped under the radar and we missed it last week as a new show.
2: Now, I know something about this.
1: A few weeks ago, we were talking about how whichever production company it was who produces Melbourne Woman and a couple of other things Mm -hmm. were looking for contestants for a new dating perfect match type game show. Yes. This is it. And basically what they've done is they've taken what was a 10-minute segment out of Melbourne Woman that we were saying, that was the one I was saying was just basically the ad for QV. Mm -hmm. They've taken that and extended that out into a whole half-hour show. Right. So what happens is they get two single guys... The two single guys get to root around in this girl's apartment for... With each other? With each other. For five minutes. Wait,
0: no, no. Rick, Wombat style. <laughs>
1: oh. oh not, not actually rooting each other. No. No. Then they're given... Explore. And then they're given $1,000 and 20 minutes to buy gifts. Mm-hmm. Based on the gifts that they purchase, this girl chooses which one of them to date.
0: And that's basically the show. But where's the scripting in that?
1: How do you mean? questions and answers that's not a perfect match it's not a perfect match no. at all it's no, not a perfect not. match at all and I would say it's, it's far from a uh, perfect show but given that they're putting it to air 10.30 Wednesday nights in non-ratings I'd hardly think they're thinking it's going to be a winner
2: no no it's probably mm. as good as Arrested Development Is that the yeah. Lot? yeah that's it it's a five that's $54 last answer in what was it sorry mate Ten. Ten. Uh, it's a face, so you've... Mate, not too... (laughs) $304. Congratulations. Thank you. Good on you, mate. Take care and enjoy your week.
0: See you later. Thanks a lot,
2: you... (laughs) (laughs) Last week uh, we had a question for the box cutters quiz. Somebody did win it, but they didn't want a prize.
1: Yeah, that's
0: that's unusual. There's He's... only so much, so many box cutters t-shirts you can have, I guess. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so uh, and you know, the uh, the question was, how does the duck man dance go? Yeah. And, and the answer was,
0: you put your down down and you thrust your pelvis. You thrust your pelvis. Huh! You thrust your pelvis. Huh! You thrust your pelvis. <laughs> huh! You thrust your pelvis. Huh! You thrust your pelvis.
1: I'd forgotten and that until I, until I read it And then Yeah That was, that was
2: quite a good Rendition of it too Alright How does the Batman go? Everybody do, you know, the do, the <laughs> do the Bartman Do the
1: Batman. Yeah that's, no, that's, 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 that's
2: really easy mm. uh, Well and that's it There's, uh, there's okay. no,
0: no no quiz this week No quiz this week Can't oh. believe it's all over So sad. That's it I This know. is the earliest Boxcutters ever Yeah You'll know that uh, if, if you subscribed Through boxcutters.net uh, Say so in your iTunes player Or uh, in your iPodder or any, any application that does uh, podcasts, you'll see that uh, probably it's probably about 6 o'clock as this is yeah. downloading. And uh,
2: you can email us, hooray, at boxcutters.net. Hooray! So don't forget about that. Mm, mm.
1: Let us know. Show With us your love. Tips, we want your love. Feedback. Uh, any info on aggro coming back.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything mm. you know about aggro at all, send it to us, hooray, mm. at boxcutters.net. Until next week... Well, I am Josh Canal.
1: Ross McQueen. I
0: continue to be Brett Cropley, and we'll catch you next week. Same bat time, same bat station channel. And hey, let's be
2: careful about that.